Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen and amen. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Even as we be seated in heavenly places, we give God the glory, give God the praise. We give Him the honor for what He continues to do in our lives. In the name of Jesus, and let all the saints shout a good amen. We want to thank God, we want to bless His name. Shall be seated in heavenly places. I welcome all of you to this morning what he continues to do in our mess for everything in that he has empowered us to do we bless his name and we thank him so much and we thank him so much when we give him the glory we bless him so much and we will never never you know stop at what we are doing we will never give up on what we are doing the more the devil thinks he's doing the more we do more and we shall continue to do and fill your heart with understanding that your heart will be open to hear we hear the word oh god and that we will not be hearers of the word only but we doers of the word in the mighty name of jesus amen and amen and amen so last week i started teaching on the subject 10 benefits of eternal life and you know i didn't finish i gave five points last week so today i'm going to top up the next five and the point that we we the the five benefit that we looked at last week were where we'll be able to do the work of god when we have eternal life we become gods on earth because eternal life is the life that is a life that you don't die again it's a life that you live all the time. The third benefit is that you have power over sin. In that when you have eternal life, sin has no more control over you and have no master over you. And then the fourth benefit is that you subdue the flesh when you have eternal life. And the fifth thing that we looked at was that you do and can become anything in this world when you have eternal life amen you can become anything in line with god's will and purpose in this world nothing is bigger than you nothing is greater than you you didn't hear what i said I said nothing is bigger than you and nothing is greater than you you can you can have your first class you can you can build that conglomerate business you can live spiritually you can do so many things whatever you want to become in this world as soon as eternal life kicks in motion you can become amen all right so today we are looking at the sixth benefit of eternal life and that is when we have eternal life we are able to build sustainable relationships sustainable relationships Ephesians 
chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Then I read from verse 16. Sorry, yes, uh, 15, sorry. Verse number 15, 16. And it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, verse 17, but understand what the will of God what the will of the Lord is. But understand what the will of the Lord is. I get what I'm saying. And it says, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ submitting to one another in the fear of god amen now you see when you have eternal life you develop the capacity you develop the the mindset you develop the heart you de develop the grace to have as to have sustainable relationships now we find in this world how many people they go into marriage today then the next day they want to divorce find many people in um all sort of relationship whether friendship whether um business whatever the relationship is and then you find you find all sort of things going on in those relationships it takes eternal life it takes understanding of eternal life for you to know that this relationship that i find myself in i am in this relationship to do the will of god and him alone i am in this relationship to bring forth the light of christ in this relationship and then when you do that that relationship becomes sustainable because the devil is always a destroyer the devil comes to steal to kill and to destroy so realize that the devil's hallmark and his trademark is to always be destroying things and then god is the one who is building jesus said i will build it is our destroy say i will build my church so god is always building god is always creating but the devil is always destroying are you guessing it up so when you have eternal life you will not do anything that would destroy a relationship you will not do anything that would destroy something that god is doing i get what i'm saying yeah for example if someone says that oh let's say i'm leaving the church for example i will not go to that church again yes i, I i've told you before that this for example this church, it's not a cult that if you say you will not be part of it someone will hold your neck and then will, will, will do something to you but the point is this have you thought of the consequence of your action because there are some actions when you take and you do them it destroys it never builds i guess in the point now there are some things when you do them it rather destroys instead of building because a lot of people are not matured in spiritual things 
when they see that you have done something, they too, they will do it. Because they don't have the maturity of mind to independently analyze things themselves. What they see other people do, that is what they do. That is how babies behave. That is how children behave. So when you have eternal life, every relationship you find yourself, if that guy says, oh, let me sleep with you, so that I will prove that I love you, you should know that the moment you do that, you are destroying something. You are destroying your body. You are destroying, you are destroying something. Now, in the long run, you will have the negative effect. So, the moment you say, I am full of eternal life, which means that I am full of the Holy Spirit, then you realize that everywhere you go, you don't become unwise. You become unwise. In every relationship you find yourself, you don't become what? Unwise. He said, we should live circumspectly. In other words, be contextual. Where you find yourself, know why you are there. Don't just be there behaving like, oh, I don't, I don't know why I'm there. Are you getting the point here? Because everything that you do, you must represent God as an ambassador. Okay? Like, let's, let's, get, let's look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5, I read verse number 20. It says, Now then, can we all read it together if you are there? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 20. One to go. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading to us, we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Did you see that? Who is an ambassador? Ambassador is someone who what represents a whole country in another country. He represents. Ask yourself, are you representing Christ in that friendship that you have? Are you representing Christ at that workplace? Are you representing Christ in that marriage? Are you representing Christ in that in that school, in that university? Are you representing Christ? Or you are behaving the way you want? You must make sure that you represent Christ so that you make sure everything is sustainable. Don't become the reason something is destroyed. I get it. Don't become the reason something is destroyed. Don't become the reason. That is why if you are doing anything that risks are destroying things, when you know that I am an ambassador of Christ, no, you stop it. Because you can be destroying your own body. You see, if somebody is into sexual immorality, you are destroying your own body. Why are you destroying your own body when God wants to build your body up into his glory and his holiness? Are you here with me? So eternal life brings you to heart to sustain every relationship that you find yourself. Now, even this verse, let me read this verse from, let me try and fish, fish out this translation. 
Let me get this. Let me. I want. I want to read. The Holy Spirit just prompted me to do something. I want to read the uh, Ephesians five from the New Living Translation because I want to show you something. The New Living Translation. If you have your digital Bible, you can find that translation. Now I read from the New Living Translation, Ephesians five, from verse fifteen. It says, "So be careful." how you live be careful how you live don't live like fools but like those who are wise make the most of every opportunity in these evil days don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the lord wants you to do don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your heart, and give thanks for God for everything to God and the Father in the name of Jesus. How powerful this verse, this translation is. Are you here with me? He said, Be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. You cannot live anyhow. I get it now. You cannot just live anyhow. You must live with the understanding of the will of God. You must live with the understanding of the will of God. The seventh benefit of eternal life. The seventh benefit of eternal life is that you have true prosperity. Amen. You have true prosperity. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. And I read verse number 33. Say, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. When you read the preceding verse, it talks about what shall you drink, what shall you wear, what shall you eat, what do you need in this world? What do you need for a godly, glorious life? What do you need? When the moment you have eternal life, God begins to take care of you. And I'm, I'm a witness to this. A living proof that God takes care of us. There are a lot of people who think that, you see, uh, unless they, they, they are so whatever, whatever, then they cannot get whatever they are looking for in life. But the moment you know that I have eternal life, then you know that I am in a position to enjoy true prosperity. I don't have to sweat before i can make a living no that belongs to the old nature the old nature you have to work hard you have to toil remember god spoke uh, when he told adam after he sinned he said from today you toil before you eat but before he sinned god never told him that he was going to toil no. god never told him that he was going to sweat before he would eat but because of sin 
Now people have to work hard. Work hard. No, you don't have to work hard. You don't have to work hard. Yes, work, but don't work hard. Because God takes care of his own. Amen. God takes care of his own. We have the life that truly prospers. It is this life that God makes things to happen. It's not, it's not the other life, the natural life, that you have to, you have to do everything. And even the more they do it, the more they don't prosper. You find many people, they wake up 2 a.m., 3 a.m., but they, have, they, they don't prosper. They work hard, they get money, they use all the money to go and pay medical bills. They work hard, they get money, they use the money to go and do stupid things. That is, that is not the kind of life God wants for you. True prosperity happens when you are prospered financially, in your health, you are prosperous. Every part of your life is flourishing. The word prosperity means flourishing. Every area of your life, whatever you do is flourishing. That is true prosperity. Amen. Are you here? Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4. I read from verse number 6. Philippians chapter number 4 from verse number 6. Say, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. Again, I want to read this verse in NLT, in the New Living Translation. Verse 6 in the New Living Translation, NLT. It says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Oh, shout a good amen. Tell your neighbor, don't worry about anything. Oh, don't worry about anything. Now, this is what a lot of believers they don't know. Many believers they worry about everything. They worry about the food they don't have. They worry about the clothes they don't have. They worry about the money they don't have. They worry about the job they don't have. They worry about the business they don't have. They worry about every single thing. They are having sleepless nights. They don't sleep. They don't even eat. They, they, when you ask them what is wrong with you, they say, I cannot eat. I don't have this. I don't have that. Why should you let what you don't have get you to worry? Ah. the beauty about eternal life is that you know and you know that you have a life that when it comes to the death of matters God will show up to save you God will show up now this is the kind of peace of mind you should have sometimes when you see when you see what is going on around you and you think that hey peace are going against you no that is when your peace must even grow because the way you react towards situations is what will tell what is inside of you what is inside of you will determine how you react towards situations if you have eternal life look at jesus when he was sleeping and then the storm was so high he was sleeping he didn't waste his he didn't waste his sleep 
disciples were they were all over the place they were screaming and peter went to call the lord he said master don't you care about us don't you know that we are going to die why was jesus sleeping when the storm was all over the why was he sleeping because he knew who he was he woke up and then rebuked the storm and then the storm kept quiet and he asked them he say where is your faith or you have little faith too many christians they worry about unnecessary things anxious anxiety they have anxiety attacks because you see they, they claim that they believe in jesus but they don't believe in jesus they don't believe in jesus Believe. Amen. But when your heart and mind is peace, then you know that you know and that you know that God is at work. I see God working in your situation. You see, that's why there are some people, you see, when they are praying, they pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, they pray. They get tired. I get what I'm saying. They get tired about whatever they are praying. Because they feel that our prayer, nothing has changed. No, we live by faith, not by sight. What would tell you that something has changed is the kind of peace that is guarding your heart and your mind. Are you at peace with yourself and God? Then that is the, 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 the only indication that tells you that your prayer has been answered and that things are working for your good. Are you here with me, somebody? If you are not at peace with yourself, if you're not at peace with in your mind, if not at peace in your heart, then it shows that you are not aligning yourself with the things of God. Amen. So tell yourself, I will not worry from today. Oh, tell yourself, shouting, I shall not worry from today. I shall not be anxious about anything. Yeah, you know, sometimes the issues become so big they become so big and then you wonder how am i going to get out of this my god say don't worry don't be afraid i the lord i am with you amen somebody said god is with me say god is with me in the name of jesus philippians 2 13 philippians 2 13 Then work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's the verse 12. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Say God is working in me. Say God is working in me. God is working in us to fulfill his good pleasure and his will. God is working in us. So you see it doesn't matter what the devil is doing on the outside. You must get inside and know that God is working. He's doing something in me. It is glorious. It is coming out. It is coming out. Are you going to say this is how you live at peace? It doesn't matter what is going on around you. It doesn't matter what the devil is doing around you. You continue to sustain and maintain your confession. God is doing something great. God is working. He's working. He's working. Ah, meanwhile, the devil thinks that he's working. But you are confessing that God is working. And the more you are confessing that God is working, the more you are frustrating the works of the devil. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That is why you don't speak because of what you see. You just don't speak because of what you see. Or you don't speak because of what you hear. No. You don't behave like that. 
in Christ, we speak because of the word of God and because of the faith that we have. God is doing something in me. God is doing something in me. God is working. Are you here with me, somebody? Because that's what the devil wants you to do. The devil wants you to see what is going on. He wants you to hear what is going on. And then he will tell you, like he told, he told Evie, have you seen? If you eat it, you'll be wise. And sometimes look at, look at how people, the, the youth, they, how they are behaving. They tell them, if you, if you start betting, you know what's up. If you, if you have a boyfriend, you are wise. Then you, you are fitting the status quo. They are wise. But what they are not telling you that in the eyes of God, you are unwise. Do you want to be wise before men or you want to be wise before God? Which one is better? Acts chapter number 4. You know, Peter said, should we obey man and disobey God or obey God and disobey man? Tell us what we should do. Many people obey men that they obey God. They want, they want men to applaud for them, but they don't want God to celebrate them. I pray that God will celebrate you from today. I pray that God shall celebrate you from today. In the mighty name of Jesus. God's working in us. He's working in us. So you should know. That prosperity is God's work. Okay. He's the one who causes us to flourish. It's not your hard work that will make you to prosper. It doesn't matter how hard work you are. Many people work hard but they are still poor. So if hard working defines prosperity. Then many 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 people should have been raised by now. But we know by Proverbs chapter 10, 22, it says, It is the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and adds no hard work to it. When you have the blessings of the Lord, you don't work hard. You just work. You do your simple things and then, pop, 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 pop. Things are flowing. No stress. No anxiety. Nothing. Anxious. May you never be anxious from today. In Jesus' mighty name. Eight. When you have eternal life, you always possess a victorious mindset. Say a victorious mindset. There are many people who think defeat even before they start the battle. They look at the size of the situation and they say, this one is impossible. There's nothing I can do about it. No, we are getting it wrong. That is not the mindset of someone who is born again. First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians chapter number two. And I read verse number sixteen. First Corinthians chapter number two. Verse number sixteen. It says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. In other words, I think like Christ. So you see, the way you act, you behave, and you think is that you must think like Christ. How was Christ thinking? That is a question you must ask yourself. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says Christ, he was tempted in every area, but he did not sin. That was how he was thinking. He was thinking that he was a man over sin so much that it doesn't matter how sin presented and packaged itself sin didn't have power over him things 
Jesus had the mind that he had the authority of the Father to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to the extent that he had the mind that when he he died, he will come back to life. That was how he was thinking. How are you thinking? Are you thinking because of what you are in the flesh or because of who you are in the spirit? Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. When you have the mind of Christ, your behavior and your attitude is always godly. When you think like Christ, Jesus Christ came. Do you know how he was thinking? He only wanted to please God the Father. In the time that he was going to the cross, when his flesh was now feeling the pain, he said, Father, not my will, but let your will be done. Let this be your mindset in Jesus' name. He said, let your will be done. How many Christians think like that? How many Christians? They come to church, they are sleeping. They are in their house, they are watching certain things they should not watch. Saying things they should not say. Going to places they should not go. Wearing things they should not wear. They don't have the mind of Christ. Amen. They don't have the mind of Christ. You know, yesterday, for example, I was, when I was um, having a discussion with, you know, Pastor Amida, and then we were, we were sharing the word, and then we were talking about how today the young ladies, how a lot of them are dressing up. Very horrible. You know, our dressing does not define who we are. But the point is, is what we wear is also defined by who we are in Christ. Are you getting the mindset here? Now, you know that a lot of men today, and men live by sight. You wear something that you know is so provocative. The Bible talks about the fact that said we should dress decently. You don't dress and then you are exposing yourself. And you think that by exposing, showing your buttocks, showing your thighs, showing your breasts, it shows that you are beautiful. Nah. Any lady who thinks like that, do you know what the guys think about you? They think that you are just a lady meant for sex. Sex object. That's all. Because the moment they see you, the first thing that comes into their mind, they don't think about, oh, this is a lady that I can marry. They think about, this is a lady I can sleep with. Let me go and talk to her if I can have a way to sleep with her. That's what they think about you. But the moment you're a lady who dress up decently, you cover up yourself. When they see you, they respect you. They even think that you're a pastor. They think that you are somebody. They respect you. They know that oh, this lady, she doesn't expose herself. Why? Because you are having the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ in our dressing? What if I dress up in a way that when a guy sees me, the guy will start lasting after me? And the guy will be lasting after me. And the guy wants to have sex with me. Are you getting the picture here? That is why I don't have to dress horribly. That is why I don't have to dress. You know you have a big buttocks. Look at the dress you are wearing. And you say, oh, the way I dress does not make me a Christian. Yes, we know. We know that the way you dress does not make you a Christian. It is only believing in Jesus that makes you a Christian. But you have the mind of Christ in the way you dress. And some of these things, when you talk about it, people feel that, oh, you are talking about Old Testament stuff. Even me, me, as a man, as God's pastor, 
There are sometimes I will wear maybe a top or something. The Holy Spirit will tell me, go and change it and wear something else. Even me. I'm as well, you a lady. You see, somebody will square and sew a dress, and then the ladies they will remove their hand, and then their breast part is showing, and they say it's a design. How can that be a design? They will wear something, and then they will, they will do their their they will give a, a line like this, and everything about their their ties are showing. You see, there are some guys when they see a lady's ties, they will start dreaming about you. It's all about preventing someone from. You see, don't be that person that will cause someone to last. Don't be that person. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, don't be that person. Don't be that person. Oh, I saw to me That is a stupid comment. Don't present the opportunity for someone to be look at it. You, you don't dress because this what when I wear I feel comfortable. It's not what you feel. It's not about what you feel. It's about is it the will of god are you glorifying god in what you have you are wearing it's as simple as that are you getting the picture here yeah so make sure you have a victorious mindset don't allow the sickness to put you down amen are you here don't allow the disease to put you down don't allow the the challenges to put you down I am more than a conqueror that should be your mindset i have the mindset of christ are you here are you here with me romans chapter number one romans chapter number one i read verse 28 it says and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a deposed mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness, they are whispers backbiters haters of god violent proud boasters inventors of evil things disobedient to parents undiscerning untrustworthy unloving unforgiving unmerciful who knowing the righteous judgment of god that those who practice such things are deserving of death not only do the same but also approve of those who practice them amen so now maybe you you don't practice sexual immorality but you also don't mind when someone is doing it in fact it doesn't even bother you you don't care in fact you support you say oh that's their behavior that's their life they can do whatever they want to do with their life ah god is even against it because god wants you to call out sin he wants you to expose what is sin you see these people that he listed here they do not retain the knowledge of god in their mind so the moment you have the mind of christ now what is going to happen is that the way you think about things change amen the way you look at things begin to change the way you approach things change the way you talk change your behavior change 
see, you are not born again because you came to church. No. You are born again because you know, you know and you know that there's a complete change of attitude and a complete change of life when you came to Christ. It's not the way you used to be. You are still the same in the church. You are even worse than before. No. The mindset. The mindset. Say, I have a victorious man. Whatever you want to do in life, you are full of the victory mind of God. Amen. The ninth benefit is that when you have eternal life, you are always full of peace. You are full of peace. You are full of peace. Say, I'm full of peace. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter number 3. Second Thessalonians chapter number 3. I read verse 16. Second Thessalonians chapter number 3. Verse number 16. It says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen. Say, I have peace. Shout and say, I have peace. Oh, I can't hear you say, I have peace. Yeah. I have peace. I have peace. I have peace. You see, when you don't have peace, it's a sign that you are not working in eternal life. And even if you have it, you are not working in the understanding and in the renewing of mind of eternal life. Praise the Lord. Peace in every area. Peace in every aspect. It doesn't matter what the devil wants to do. I'm full of it. There are some people... When they are going through challenges, oh, their attitude change. Ah, they don't want to talk to anybody. They, they, no, no, no. You cannot fix whatever you are going through by your own strength. It's only a fool who, who can think like that. I'm telling you. You cannot fix it by your connections. You child of God. Child of God, when you are going through trial times and difficult times, that's the time you expose your, even your peace. You are at peace with yourself. You know it shall be that. You are laughing. You, are, you know God will take care of this. No matter what. There are times I've gotten to the brink of, of things. And it's like, oh, by tomorrow, by this time, if nothing happens, I'm done. But I said, Lord, I know you'll take care of this. You're, uh, having a peaceful mindset is a sign that you are fully persuaded by the power of God. Are you here with me? Yes. When, when, you, see, when you don't even trust God, that is when you begin to, ah, who can help me? Who should I contact to help me? What should I do? What should I do? Ah. You're all over the place. It's a sign that you don't trust God. It's a sign that you don't believe in God. And when you are full of peace, you are telling God that, God, I believe in you. I know you have this under control. Yeah. Why should you cut off relationships because you are going through challenges? Like yesterday, I was, I was there and the Holy Spirit told me something. He just, he just bombed it into my spirit. He said, not because if you are going through something doesn't mean you should just turn a deaf eye on what other people are going through. No. They are going to be God. Even Jesus on the cross, he was dying, but he forgave someone. You could have said, Ah, Master, forget what you are doing. Forget it. I said, I'm dying. Let's think on how we are all going to die. How should I forgive you? Tell me, I'm, 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 I'm dying. Can't you see we are all dying? No. When the thief called upon Jesus, even on the cross, he said, Don't worry. Today, you shall be with me in paradise. He didn't look at the pain that he was in. The thief was also in pain. Jesus was also in pain. But he listened to the one who was also dying. 
The fact that you are going through financial challenges does not mean when someone talks to you about financial issues, you ignore the person. No. That's not it. That is a bad attitude. That's not godly. Amen. No, you see, when your mindset is full of peace, even what hey, you are going through this, people will not even know that you are going through People will not know. Because you don't go around complaining and talking to people about what you are going through. Because you know God will fulfill His words. You are always full of peace. Are you here with me? But there are people who, when they are going through challenges, hey, all over the place. What am I going to do? They get angry at everybody who talks to them. That is childishness. That is nephew. Full of peace. When you are always full of peace, you are always full of joy. You are laughing. So you know God has got. You see, you are not at peace with yourself because you think you have figured it out. You are at peace because you know God has figured it out. He's the one who showed you. Look, Hagar was crying for water. Crying, crying for water. He took the Spirit of God to open your eyes and say, Listen, Hagar, this is the well. Why didn't you see the well? God just dig a well in front of Hagar. No, the well was already there. But Hagar didn't see because she was crying. She was anxious. She was worried. That the boy would die. No way. He will not die. Are you here with me? Always be at peace. Tell your neighbor, always be at peace. Peace. Let the peace of God. You see, the peace of God, like we read it, it transcends all understanding. Because, see, when they look at you, they know by now you should have been dead. But you are, you are enjoying life. You are, you are laughing. You, you don't look like somebody who truly is in financial difficulties. That's why they do understand. Yes. That is the beauty of working the peace of God. Are you here with me, somebody? When you are at peace with yourself. Ah! See, the doctors have just said that they have diagnosed. No, no, no. What Their diagnosis makes nothing. It makes no difference. This is the mindset of Christ. Because I possess the power to overcome any situation. Be at peace from today. I say be at peace from today. Amen. Now, the tenth Time is almost up, so the tenth and the final benefit that I want to share with you, having eternal life, is that when you have eternal life, you're always blessed. You are, there, there's no one who has eternal life who is cursed. Forget about that language when you are in Christ. Forget about that language when you are in Christ. Too many, too many believers, all that, no, too many Christians, let me put it that way. They think about, you see, yes, this, 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 so many, so many things. Forgetting the power that God has given them to over 10 things around. You are not cursed. Oh, you don't have the life. See, it was a life of sin that brought cares. But now that the sin has been taken away, why are you thinking that you are cursed? Oh, ah, man of God. Yes, I, I. I know Jesus took away our sin. Now why am I going through the same things? Why am I going through hassle? Why am I going through? You are not going through them because you want to go through them. You are going through them because probably you don't know you shouldn't go through them. You must stand with the knowledge and the revelation of who you are. And say this thing is taken against it. The devil doesn't want you to know the truth about your life. He doesn't want you to know the power that God has given you. He doesn't want you to know. Shout, I am blessed. Come on, shout to the world. Say, I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. 
Psalm 112. Let me read something over there for you. Psalm chapter 112. Read from verse number 1. It says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Say amen. Wealth and riches shall be in your house. You are not in church. I say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Wealth and riches shall be in your house. Your descendants shall be blessed. Anyone coming through you shall be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Too many people are thinking, case, 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 case. Our, our family is cursed. Our this is my business guy. And uh, no, who told you are cursed? Told you. Told you are cursed. Oh. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Are we all ready together? If you are there, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. Ephesians chapter number 1, verse number 3. Let's read it together. One to go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did you see that? We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So, are we blessed in some part and cursed in some part? Are you here with me, somebody? Now, this is the, the joy that we have. I am blessed in every area. And it's like, ah, the man of God, that is spiritual blessing. What about material blessing? Let me tell you. You can be rich, okay, in the flesh. You are so poor in the spirit. And when you are poor in the spirit, it doesn't matter what you are. It is like, it is like a, a tree, okay, having fruit on the branches but with no roots. It's a matter of time. That tree will come down. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. So Jesus Christ said, Blessed are those who are poor in the spirit. What's going to have them? Because you know why? Jesus Christ came to solve the poverty that was in the spirit. Okay? You are, you are, you are not poor because you don't have a job or you don't have anything materially. No, you are poor because of your spiritual nature of sin. Sin made everyone poor by default. I said, ah, why, why are they, why are the people who, are, who don't even call on the name of Jesus? Why are they rich? And those of us who are rich in the spirit, we, a lot of, no, 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 hold your horses. No, they are not rich. Rich per whose standard? Rich per whose standard? Who classified them as rich? God or man? Rich because of what they have? Oh, come on. How can that be rich? I shared with you last week that one, one um, guy, football agent, very, very rich. He has money, millions of dollars. He's dead. You call this rich? No. 
Many people have money, but they don't have peace. People have money, they don't sleep at night. Though. They, will, they will stay in this house for one hour. Within some one hour later, the security will come say, let's move, let's move, sir. And they will move. He has security guards all over him. Even what to eat, they have to go and bring a gadget. Check the food if there's no poison in the food. And they want, I mean, can you live your life like this? Everywhere he goes, he's looking at the shoulder. If somebody will shoot him or somebody wants to kill him. And there's a person that people will look at and they will celebrate. Say, this is a rich man. Rich man who cannot sleep in his house. Rich man who sleeps here today, tomorrow he will sleep there, he will sleep there, he will sleep there. He said, oh, but it's because he has a lot of houses. So he doesn't sleep at one place. Once I forget it, he doesn't have peace. You see them all the time on social media. They are laughing. They, you think they are happy. They are, not, they are not happy. When they go inside their rooms, when social media has been turned off, and they are in their room, they are quaking in their legs. Say, I'm blessed. That's why the most foolish thing to do is to compare yourself to anybody. That's the most foolish thing. Ah, this person has more money than me. He has more cars than me. He has more church members than me. So foolish. You don't compare yourself to anybody. You align yourself to the glory and the will of God. You need to. As long as you are in the will of God, as long as you are living to glorify God, that should be your ultimate concern. Who many people are concerned what people say about them and think about them more than what God thinks about them? So they are dressing up and they are living their life to please people, not God. I'm blessed. You are blessed with all. So mean that if you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, then whatever happens on this side of life in the natural world is a matter of time. It's a matter of your faith. It's a matter of your patience. I got what I'm saying. It's a matter of you believing. Whoever you are in your spirit, whatever God has made you in the spirit, you begin to talk it into what? Into what? This material world. That is what God did. When he wanted to create this world, he spoke those things. So what do you begin to say? You know you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, lack no money. Lack no asset. I have this. You begin to speak them. Because this is who you are in the spirit. Are you here with me? Whatever you are in the spirit, you must be able to speak it out. In the spirit, words rule. We live by words. We don't live by, you know, material. We live by words. Whatever you want to handle and hold and possess in the spirit, you must speak it. When you speak it, don't doubt it. Don't change your mind. You speak in the name of Jesus. I'm full of wealth. I'm full of prosperity. I have money. I shall not die. Blah, blah, blah. You speak it. You speak it. You speak it. You speak it. Be consistent. Jesus said in Mark 11. If you speak to this mountain and you don't doubt, what's going to happen? Mountain will move. The point is that many Christians they speak, they doubt. They speak, oh, I am, I'm the richest man. Tomorrow, when there's no money, let me tell you, the devil will come and tempt you because of the word of God you have believed. He will not come and tempt you because of who, how you look. Whatever word that you have believed is exactly what will come and tempt you on. I, did you say that you are the richest man in the world? Okay, Charlie. This week you will see if you will eat rice. You only have Gary in the house. Now let's see if you confess you are the richest man. Say, Charlie. And you call your friend. Charlie, things are hard. Oh. The way things are hard. Charlie, it's the only guy that I have. I don't even have sugar. I don't even have water to mix it. I'm chewing the Gary wall. 
you, you even have Gary to chew. Somebody doesn't have Gary to chew. Somebody doesn't even have that Gary. You there, you have Gary. Amen. Yeah. You see, you have, you have canceled the confession you made just last week. That said, I am the richest. You have canceled it by your own words. Yeah. I I'm saying. I told you how I got my first class. We started saying it from day one. We didn't change our confession. Right now, I'm learning some things. I'm declaring. I said, this, there's nothing that I'm learning now that is difficult for my brain to understand. What? Yeah. A lot of people are, you know, yes, I'm learning so many things at the same time. And then I see myself absorbing them. And not just absorbing them, bringing them out when I'm supposed to do something. That shows that I'm learning. Yeah. What are you saying? Ask your neighbor, what are you saying? What are you saying? Whatever you are saying concerning your life must align with who you are in this world. You are blessed with everything. He didn't withhold one single blessing from us. Not one. What blessing are you looking for? It's inside of you. Speak it out. Tell your neighbor, speak your blessings out. Don't just say, you see that song? They say, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count them. Speak them. This is how eternal life people and those who live in the spirit, this is how we behave. You cannot live in the spirit and don't speak the life of the spirit. Amen, somebody. We speak it. What do you want to see? Anything you want to see with your physical eyes must first be spoken. Write it down. Anything you want to see with your physical eyes must first be spoken. You must first speak. Anything you want to see with your physical eyes, must what? First come out from your mouth. And from today, you shall walk constantly in God's blessings. I say you shall walk constantly in God's blessings. You didn't hear me. I say you shall walk constantly in God's blessings. In your going out, you are blessed. In your coming in, you are blessed. Whatever you do, you shall exhibit the blessedness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I say everywhere you go, you shall foretell so you shall explode in the blessings of the Lord. Everywhere you go, whatever you say shall come to pass. I say every word out of the blessing, it shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.